Hello and welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Bonjour, bienvenue à Vin et Immobilier. So every week we like to talk about wine and real estate, two of our favorite topics, and sometimes we'll even bring on some guests. So we look forward to sharing some tips and tricks with you about wine, about investments, real estate, and just have a good time. See you soon. Chin chin. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Bonsoir. So tonight we're really excited. We have Jonathan Matheson from Prince Edward Island. And I have to be careful because yes. we have Prince Edward County in Ontario. Yes. And it's a great wine region. <laughs> and I keep saying Prince Edward County, oops, Island. I don't know. I don't know where it is anymore. Yes. So welcome. Yeah, we're excited. So would you like to introduce yourself, Jonathan, for yeah, everyone who doesn't know you? No, for sure. Yeah. So I'm Jonathan Matheson. I'm an investor down here in Prince Edward Island. Um, and you can call it Prince Edward County. I'll know what you mean anyway. I'm not <laughs> um, but no, I've born and raised here on the island, you know, big, huge population, 150,000 people or whatever. And, you know, there's 20,000 in my in my city or we call the city. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, uh, we've been investing in a, for a little over three years, uh, give or take 27, 2018. We bought our first property. And uh, anyways, it kind of started the niche and went from there. That's Ooh. exciting. Yeah. So what are you drinking tonight, Jonathan? I'm drinking something from our, uh, it's it's actually beer. I'm not really on the wine tonight. This is a Gahan <laughs> beer. There's a uh, there's a small brewery on the, on the island here. They have restaurants, DP Murphy. They own all the Wendy's and Tim Hortons on the island. And they have, uh, they make their own beer and stuff. And oh. uh, it's, I figured I, since I wasn't a huge wine drinker, I may as well drink something that can yeah. kind of go with the flow of the show. Right. So I. Absolutely. With something local and, you know, Gahan is something that I can, I can handle. So <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, add to the local flavor. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> <Both>. Salud. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're drinking our usual. What is this one? It's a Shiraz Cabernet. Cabernet from Magnota Winery. So it's from Toronto. Yay. <laughs> yeah, from Toronto. Yay. And we yeah. buy this in huge boxes. It's 16 liters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> super cheap. Yeah. It's really bad. Normally we have some good wines, but once yeah. in a while I'm like, this is this is it, good it, enough for yeah. a Monday night. <laughs> I'm sure if I could go by the keg sometimes to make life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly. It, so. yeah. <laughs> and now we'll take a quick break from our podcast to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, future investors and freedom seekers. I'd like to introduce you to a key member of my power team, Dahlia Barsoom from Streetwise Mortgages. Dahlia and her team have been helping Jennifer and I acquire several properties with the help of their excellent advice and planning. If you're looking to scale your portfolio or you're just getting started, I highly recommend you reach out to Streetwise Mortgages. They will help you build your file so that you can be approved for multiple mortgages and grow rapidly. You can reach Streetwise Mortgages at 1-800-208-6255, 1-800-208-6255, or by visiting streetwisemortgages.com. Thank you. And now back to the podcast. 
So tell yeah. us about investing on the on the island. Um, what areas do you invest in? Do you invest in the same town that you live in? Yeah, for the most part, like we, we say we try to stay local, right? If my, I can drive, my parents live about 30 kilometers from my house and it's about a 15 minute drive, right? 20 minute drive. They live snap dab in the middle of the island. You can go from one end to the island, from one end to the other end of the island in three hour drive. So it's not even that huge. But we relatively stay try to stay local to where we're at within a 20, 30 minute drive because it makes it easier getting around and uh, yeah. driving by our properties and seeing what's going on. Um, now, uh, recently, though, we've been thinking about going towards the Charlottetown Way, which is the capital of the island. And they have, I don't know, they might get to 45,000 people now. And wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, yeah, I know, right? It, it's a busy, busy city. You don't want to be at their rush hour to 20 minutes to get out of town. Well, I'm sure <laughs> but, um, we, uh, yeah, we, we mostly stay in the Summerside area. We go out towards Borden, where if you've ever been to the island, it takes you right across the bridge. And, um, it's it, like Borden is the first town you hit once you come off the bridge. Yeah, we, we uh, have a store or uh, sorry, a four unit building out there. And we actually just recently purchased a uh, storage unit. Oh, cool. Yeah, which was pretty exciting. We just yeah. closed Thursday. Um, and so wow. that's, yeah, that's really exciting for us. It's a kind of mm -hmm. new little niche that we've been wanting to try to get into. So um, that's great. Borden, Summerside and anywhere in between, really. If the deal's there, we'll go. We'll I'll travel to Surrey, which is the other tip of the island. If the deal's good enough <laughs> <laughs> and is this what you do full time? You just renovate and all that, or yeah? Well, it uh, it started three years ago. Well, actually, I'll go back five years ago. I actually became an electrician. I went to uh, I went to trade school, got my ticket. Well, I never got my ticket, but I've been working as an electrician. And about a year and a half into that, I realized I hated pulling wire, and I didn't want to have <laughs> forty years pulling wire. Um, yeah. And anyways, it just, uh, I actually stumbled onto bigger pot or bigger pockets. Cool. And, um, when I landed on that, it kind of opened a whole new door for me. And yeah. I started looking around. I didn't still understand a whole lot. In my mind, it was buy a property, rent it for, you know, say it was a $100,000 property. I rent it for $800. My mortgage is $400. I'm making $400 a month. That's what I thought. I never, I never went yeah. more into it than that. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because I would have probably lost my shirt and it would have probably turned me off of investing right off the get-go, right? Not understanding mm -hmm. all the other aspects yeah. of it. Um, but anyways, once I found Bigger Pockets, I started listening to it. And then uh, we bought our first property in 2018. And um, yeah, that's what kind of started the whole thing for us. We bought a single family. It was a three-bedroom bungalow in Summerside. And... Mm -hmm. Anyways, it was $67,000 is what we paid. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> That's like the price of a trailer. We thought it was expensive, which is wow. crazy. We thought it was expensive at the time. When we were renting it, we got it rented for $800, and our tenant paid for everything else. And she's been great. We still have her to this day, and she's an awesome tenant. Like The first one, and she's probably one of the best ones. Wow, wow. that's great. Yeah, it's been awesome. It was a learning curve. We, we definitely learned some things along the way, but she's been awesome to learn with. Um. But anyways, from there, you know, we bought our next property and it was the same thing. We paid 93000 for the next one. And um, same thing. We rented that for $1,200. And we thought we were expensive in terms of the rent. Um, wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And we now, a single family home. Yeah, yeah. It was a single family home for 1200 and we paid for the heat. 
or we do still pay for the heat. It's been the same tenants. We've been very lucky. We haven't had any turnover with our tenants. Wow. Um, so everybody we have are awesome, great tenants. And um, so we've been, uh, we've been very lucky with them. Um, anyways. And then from there, we, uh, once we started going into it, we realized it was kind of hard. We were buying maybe a property a year, but you had to work a lot, save a lot of money, just yeah. get the Small. 20% down. So we tried to start figuring out how to go a little bit faster. And that's where bigger pockets was huge for us. Mm. Yeah. Um, myself more so. And then I just explained everything to my wife and she nods her head said, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. And um, so anyways, we, uh, we actually ended up finding a property out in Bedeck. Um, it was a rundown old estate sale and it was on the market. It was for sale by owner first. Mm-hmm. And um, that one, it sat on the market for maybe four or five months. And then it actually hit the MLS system. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still, they wanted like $70,000 for it. It was like, it was a two bedroom, but it was small, like 400 square feet. Oh, wow. Like, uh, with oh, with an attached garage. I, yeah, it was really tiny and it was really kind of gross. The, uh, the fella, the gentleman who passed away, um, he was a hoarder and there was a lot of stuff there. Oh, that no. <laughs> yeah. So we went in there and, uh, I, uh, any treasures? Uh, no, <laughs> not, not for us. Just garbage. Just garbage. We did get in the attic and we found some old, uh, we found some old chandeliers and stuff, which was funny. My, mm-hmm. uh, the electrician I was working for his, his wife, um, it was actually her uncle who owned the house. And oh, so okay. she grew up going out there. And so we found some stuff that we found this little, it was a paint stir stick about this long that had their cursive writing on it from when they were kids. And oh, wow. yeah, so it was something cool we found and we gave it back to them. Um, oh, wow. But anyways, they wanted 70,000 for the house and uh, it, it wasn't worth that. It was too tiny. The base, it had a full basement, but uh, we went in, we, I found a realtor that was an awesome deal with you. became a really good friend of mine actually. And yeah. uh, we basically went in with a low ball offer. We paid 40, 45,000 for it. And oh, I can you even get a mortgage for that price? No, you couldn't. So a we line of credit or something. Credit. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so when, when it was all said and done between the purchase price and the renovation, um, we were all into it for about 115,000. And okay. then it refinanced actually at 180. Um, wow. Nice. So it, was, it was a big win because what we ended up doing is, uh, we put we end up putting three bedrooms upstairs and a bathroom. We put another bathroom and a bedroom in the basement if you want to be. It was more of a rec room. And we yeah. converted the garage to a kitchen living area. So we took the four hundred square foot house to about thirteen hundred finished square feet. Nice. Okay. And, and wow. much more livable. Yeah. And so once we realized how great it was in terms of the refinance and that we got all of our money back and it still cash flowed, it was it was a no-brainer. So I've been looking for dumps ever since. If I can find something, <laughs> I try to jump on it. <laughs> wow anyone with a hoarding issue call jonathan yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. you guys tell me you don't want to bother fixing up give me a call i love looking at them yeah, yeah. so <laughs> do you do a lot of the manual work yourself for that property we did um myself and my cousin we were both work. we actually worked together as electricians and uh, the great thing that i liked about being an electrician is we learned a lot from trades and plumbers like the carpentry so we did go in and do a lot of it ourselves. Like we gutted the place. We had some friends help us gut it. And then he and I started doing all the new carpentry, everything else. We brought a plumber in. Um, we wired it, wi- or, sorry, we rewired it ourselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but we, it, it was a big process. Like we were working eight to four every day and then you get there and you're already tired. Mm. tired. So it'd be four in the evening and then we'd be done around seven thirty eight, and you'd be gassed. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. And so that one we did do ourselves, but I kind of told my wife never again. If we if we can swing it, we're gonna try to find somebody who knows what's yeah. going on and get it done faster. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff you can do yourself, and some of it is just too much. Like time, yeah. you're not adding value. You're not exactly. And and I kind of look at it as a way as uh, what do I value my time at? And yeah. at the end of the day, I was getting my wage at it when we when we refinance the property. I did get what I kind of valued my time, but. That's it, though, not more. So you shouldn't that, be getting exactly more. It. And I and I was lucky I didn't have kids. But if I would have, if I had kids or something, every night I'd be out till eight o'clock and not yeah. getting back. It just wasn't worth it. When it really hit home, I was actually listening to a podcast that night where uh, I was literally I was painting the ceiling, and Brandon Turner on Bigger Pockets mentioned something. That he's like, "There's going to be somebody right now listening to this podcast painting their." painting this house to get it ready for a rental and then uh, happen to themselves listen to this and i couldn't get over because like that's me that's what's happening <laughs> I, I, almost on the floor laughing because it was exactly what i was doing so i figured you know what if i can find someone else to do a project for me or you know at least help me along the way that's what i'll do yeah um, even to help yeah that's what we we've done like sometimes we do demolition but yeah everything else no well, the demo's the fun part right yeah, yeah, you go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that sucks. Yes. Yeah, we don't mind painting sometimes. Not a whole I'll house, but yeah. a few rooms. Room or... But I've, I'm not a big painter myself either. I, I don't like it. I can do the electrical. I like rough frame or rough rough carpentry with framing walls and doors and stuff. Mm. Um, I don't have the patience for finish work. I, you know, when I have to make more than two cuts to put on a piece of trim, I get kind of fed up with it. <laughs> yeah, no trim needed <laughs> yeah exactly. no i do i i try to do as much of the work i can myself the project we're on now i actually have two guys that are working with us um one guy he, he's a carpenter he's been doing it for years and we became pretty good friends he was actually my personal house he was working with the carpenter who did my personal house and that's okay. how i made that connection and he's helped with three renovations now um wow. what we're doing now so that's yeah. great yeah. So it, to do a lot of that, though, I did, I got my real estate license just uh, January, January 5th. So now I'm. Wow. You're yeah. a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, well, I look at it. I, I like being around real estate. I like getting in and around houses. And to me, that's more exciting than, uh, you know, pulling wire or hanging drywall or painting. So if I can try to make some money <laughs> selling real estate, I'd, I'd much rather pay the guys that are good at what they do, what are good at what they do. Yeah, Absolutely. that is an expertise as well. Like sometimes if you do it yourself, then you get a, a true appreciation for their work. Exactly. <laughs> that just it, right? Finished carpentry, you watch these guys, you know, being around new construction homes and stuff. And you see the guys go in there and do an amazing job and make a, make a house. They finish a house. They make it look amazing. And then as I can do that, then I can't. Nope. <laughs> you, know, I don't have you know, I'd rather pay that guy the $30 an hour because he knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. And he can do it circles around me. What I it'll take me a day to trim out a room and he'll be done in an hour. Oh my That's goodness. it. So yeah. there is a price to that expertise. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it's costing you more, but then you're making mistakes. Like I yep. was cutting some flooring the one time, took me a week, and I'm sure it would have taken a day to someone. To some guys who lay flooring. That's exactly it, right? That's it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I'm like, I had to do it and then lay it again and again and again. Then I was breaking it and yeah. And, and yeah, wasting it and everything else. I know that's that's what we did. We we just kind of finished our basement. It's semi finished. I'm down here right now. It's still a mess. It's not totally cleaned out yet, but <laughs> looks good from behind. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, but uh, the flooring, it's the same thing. I, I get this carpenter guy, Matt, his name. He helps me out, and he's he's quick. He's one of the best workers I've ever seen, so I, I rely on him a lot, and he does a really, really good job for me. Oh, like, that's awesome. And then he's got some pride in his work and everything, and he, he if he doesn't know how to do it, he'll figure it out, and it'll still be better than I ever could have done myself. So... <laughs> So you have a great team that works with you. That's yeah, great. So far, anyway, there's been no uh, no complaints yet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure someday there will be some sort of uh, fallout with somebody, but I, I try not to. I try to be a pretty easygoing, you know, happy fella and get along with everybody. And I like to be liked. That's what it is, right? So <laughs> yeah, and I think if if you pay your people well and you respect them, yep. usually exactly. there isn't a fallout. Like you might part ways in a friendly way, like exactly. just like someone else. But yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's what I found, right. You know, dealing with a lot of different trades and plumbers and over the years, like even working with uh, the electrician that I was working with, you know, we do work for guys for a big time contractor. He may not get us one job. He gets us back for the next, but it's always friendly. It's always nice. Like PEI is a small place and everybody knows yeah. that. And you don't want that name for yourself as a guy who's not paying or is too difficult to deal with. Right. It just, it doesn't bode well for any sort of business. No, nope. yeah, even in Ontario. We're lots of people, like almost 15 million, I think. But like your market becomes a bubble like that. So your the word gets out. Real estate investing, I think we're 5% of the Canadian population. So yeah. it really shrinks quickly. And yeah. and then we're not, like, I mean, you're, how many properties do you have? We're at six as a whole right now, not including our, our primary residents. So that's excellent. But I mean, you're still small like you're not a yeah, big developer small, you have exactly. to be careful what you do like it's mm -hmm. it's awesome congrats wow six yeah. but i mean it's not like a track home builder or something no and that's that just we're like we, we're they're, small fries <laughs> they're trying to start a uh well there is i, I shouldn't say trying there is a uh, a rental or a landlord rental association here on pei and oh, they, yeah. yeah and they do a lot for uh the tenant or for the members in the program um, but some of those people in there, like they're, they're big fish, you know, hundreds of units across hundreds of apartments and buildings and stuff, right? Like they can, they're a little bit bigger and can, you know, leverage if, if somebody mad, they're big enough, got enough work. They can find someone else relatively easy. Right. Where, <laughs> you know, we're still small time and I, I don't want my tenants or anyone else to get, think that I'm a guy that's just trying to be a sleazy landlord, ripping somebody off or walking no. all the rent. Right. It's not the reputation you want. No, no, that's for sure. And even tenants do check you out as a landlord. So exactly. that is something else that's important. What mm -hmm. image are you giving? And yeah. And who knows? Like they may know the carpenter you hired or fired. Exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah. important too. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So oh, sorry. I kind of mentioned, Jonathan, um, your first three projects, they were single family homes. Is that yeah. your kind of meat and potatoes or your strategy? Or do you well, kind of branch out into other kinds of uh we the single family homes is more because it uh that's just what was on the market okay. um we it, maybe it's easier to rent out in your area it is it is yeah um okay. and there's less headache with them um in yeah. terms of noise complaints and stuff unless you find like we only have one multifamily unit right now um with four units and it's an old building and it's the the it doesn't have the proper soundproofing that needs to be there mm. excuse me so i do get um I'd get, I get noise complaints and it's kind yeah. of, it's not a big headache, um, but it's still there where all my, the single family properties that we have, um, 
tenants are great. I hear from them once a month when rent is due or, you know, maybe if the tap's leaking or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. But it's, for the most part, single family or small multifamily. I'd like to get into apartments someday or some sort of development. But right now, I think we're sticking with the small single families. And especially if I can find a property that is distressed and needs a big renovation, that's that's what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. And they still make sense in your market. You're able to cash flow with single family homes here. Oh, it's it. forget impossible. it. Unless <laughs> unless you're money laundering or something. The lousy part now is it's it is getting harder. Our market has really shot up. Um yeah. that house, that first house we bought for sixty seven thousand, it's probably worth well, I just sold a house last week or two weeks ago. Um, very similar, right up the road from the one this one that we own, and it just sold for one hundred eighty-five thousand. Wow, so, wow. fifteen thousand dollars more, and it's very comparable in terms of size and style and everything, right? So it it is getting harder. I, it's still possible in Summerside, but if you go towards the Charlottetown area, the media or the median average home price in Charlottetown right now or in February, I think it was three hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. Oh, okay, so that's getting up there. It is getting up there. It's, it's getting harder, Charlottetown way. Summerside, you can still make it work if you find the right deal. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always like that. We always like smaller markets, so Summerside yeah. definitely is a Summerside is nice. secondary. Yeah, mm -hmm. one one place that I think is kind of underrated and still going to blow up is uh, Borden here on the island. Um, yeah, because it's right at the bridge. So it's right at the bridge. It, there's not a lot going on out there. Whether, um. And people need housing. There's, I was talking to a fellow the other day. He said there's 1,200 jobs out in Borden. Wow, wow. seriously. The population of Borden alone might only be two or 3,000 people. So there's a lot of people that travel from around. Like there's uh, the Irvings. Uh, they own this. There's a box plant that they probably employ 500 people. And then there's a beef plant. There's a glass plant. And there, there's a lot That's of business. Around. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of possibility for development down there oh, uh, wow. yeah that that's kind of the area that i and i i like being out there getting in board with the four unit that we have and that's actually where our storage unit is that we just purchased yeah, yeah that's that's interesting tell us about that yes that, that was actually pretty exciting we we kind of talked about it. we've actually played with the idea of building one um mm. my father he has this a lot that he used to run a business out of 15 20 years ago and it's just an old steel building that's basically wasting away to nothing but the oh, lot no. was very big. so he he was gonna let us uh take the lot and build a unit on it um so we really we thought about it but once we seen the size of building that we can put there it was only gonna be maybe 20 units at the most and mm -hmm. it probably would have cost about three hundred thousand dollars to build it oh boy uh, <laughs> it didn't really make sense and it wasn't in a great spot so it's we kind of put that off to the side and never thought you it visible i think like so people think about it exactly you want it somewhere where people see it right yeah mm -hmm. and that that's just it and it wasn't in that great of a location it was more or less because the land was free that we were going to do it mm -hmm. yeah um, but uh so we thought about it but we just kind of waited and then one day i was sitting on the mls system just happened to open up my computer to check out what was on the market and this this 30 unit uh storage unit came on the market for three hundred thousand dollars wow uh, yeah, and it, it well, it, what was even better about it, it's an eighty five hundred square foot facility. Um, wow! So it's there's thirty units, and then there's still about another three thousand square feet that's not even being used and can very easily be converted. We could probably add another thirty or forty units to this building. 
or do uh, like larger using... items like boats or items? yeah well it's, it, boats like may, cars and motorcycles would be more what it is um oh, okay because it's it, indoors yeah 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 it, where it, it, the ceiling is just not quite high enough for the other stuff mm. um but anyways the the, the lister or the sorry the lister the listing realtor who had it on the market um he i reached out to him right away and once i told him kind of who i was because he actually did a lot of work for my wife's family in their restaurant and for her family in general so he was right excited to start talking to me so he kind of held it because it was such a good deal that he held it for so the next day to go take a peek at it while he had you know we kind of had a offering even without looking at it before we even went right so it was kind of wow. sold before wow. we even wow. seen it. Uh, <laughs> and then anyways yeah so we went and got that it's the great thing about it is all his units were very underpriced. They, they weren't at the market rents of what they should be per unit for the size of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, half the building was half empty. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, it's actually quite easy to go in there, like, uh, and get the rents to what we want and try to fill the building up. I, I hope it's easy anyway, to fill the building up to what it needs to be. Um, he, he, the reason they were selling it, it was just, uh, it was a business that him and his family, uh, or him and his brothers, they just didn't want to run it anymore. They weren't running it the way they should be. And so they just kind of let it go, go downhill. And uh, that's they, they so some upkeep. I mean, you need to have relationships with your, well, your tenants yep. and make sure they renew and pay. And... Exactly. and and that's what he said. He said there was a lot of, they lost out a lot of money over the last three years because that's, they just got so busy with other businesses. You know, they, they, all, they were all entrepreneurs. He, he has his own building company and, they were just, it was busy for him, right? Yeah. Um, so once he heard that, you know, it was a young family or, well, young couple like us and we wanted to get in on it, he was more than happy to help us out. He's, he's, he's a very good guy that way where he wants to see other people succeed. And those are, I, I think those are the people you kind of need to have in your corner, right? So, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So what kind of cash flow can you get from a storage unit? I'm really curious. We've never thought about that. No, yeah. well, this what? one here, um, the... We paid three hundred thousand for it. The property tax out here, because it is a commercial building, um, it's twenty. I, I think it's about twenty five hundred dollars actually a year. Oh, um, that's cheap! Which is wow. kind of high for the island. Maybe not so much for Ottawa. But, <laughs> that's a yeah, bargain. it depends on what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's that, and then there's not a whole lot of overhead next to your electric. Um, you know, great. the electric bill on like we just bought the place, so I'm not sure what our bill will be. But he was telling me. On average, he was paying about $100 a month on his electric bill. Because it's not um, even heated. It's some Yeah, and it's not even heated. You don't need to heat it. There's no water. There's no plumbing. Um, wow. There's nothing Sounds like that, right? Perfect. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> no overhead, which we're hoping. Um, with what he had... Uh, it's probably advertising. That's where... Uh, yeah, there'll be some advertising. Um, and what he was doing is uh, the rents that he had, he was bringing in about $2,500 a month if all the units were rented. If it was totally full up, um, he had the building paid off. So, you know, he's looking at probably $2,000 roughly a month cash flow because it was paid off. Now we have the mortgage and other expenses. Yeah. And whatnot. Um, we, if we can get if totally rented, which I hope to do within the next six months, six months to a year with the market rent, um, we're hoping to probably cash flow somewhere around the twelve to fifteen hundred mark. Nice, um, good though. Yeah, and that's that's. I hope that's what happened. And then there's also the possibility of adding another thirty or forty units, right? That's just to rent with what's there now. Yeah, yeah. So not making any any big changes. Yeah, no big changes or anything like that. And that's it's it's exciting for us. Um, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> the, and the I read stats about self storage like that, and it's it's yep. a booming industry. Most Indians are downsizing and yep. renting storage. So. And, and that's just it. I have I was actually on the phone today with a tenant, one of the existing tenants that are still there. Um, she was renting three storage units in Charlottetown, which a 25, 30 minute drive away. Mm. Uh, and what she was paying for those three units, she was able to get down at our facility from the old owners at about half the price. <laughs> and she doesn't want to get ready in any of the stuff. So she's got this huge eight by 20 foot unit and she's unwilling to get rid of it. She doesn't want, she wants to keep it. Right. So I look at it as not so much recession proof, but I think it might be more resilient. Yeah, uh, I think so. Cause no matter what people still need to store that stuff. And exactly. People, if, if somebody, you know, heaven forbid they may lose their house, it, they don't want to lose their stuff. Yeah, they're gonna usually get storage. Exactly. Divorces, all kinds of things. So exactly, there's uh, there's another big uh, the storage fella out in the same area. He has he owns hundreds of storage units, and uh, he's he's gotten into the niche where he actually builds little four by four cubicles. Okay. And he allows people who have uh, vacation homes on the island, and they rent it there from him for. $50 a month and they rent these four by four, four cubicles and they'll throw their TVs, DVD players, just whatever they don't want to leave in their empty cottage while they're yeah. on the island or while they go back home for the winter. And oh, cool. it's great. You can fit a lot of, a lot of units in a four by four area. Right. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it, it's very cool. We're excited to get into it. There's, there is going to be a little bit of work and I'll be posting on my Instagram and probably my TikTok. Um, in terms of the cleanup, there was, out of the when we when we first talked to this gentleman, he had 22 units full is what he told me. Oh, um, wow. And so he started going through the bookkeeping and realized that out of those 22 units, uh, what was it? 17 of them haven't been paid in as little as three months, some as much as three years. Whoa. So he was yeah. really not looking after his no, business at all. Oh, and I mean, he doesn't keep their stuff. <laughs> well, he, he started calling me. He told me, he's like, I don't think it's right for you folks to have to look after oh, these right. people and, and chase them down for their money and whatever else. So he, he took care of all of it. He called everybody, said, wow. listen, either pay what you owe or come get your stuff today. Like he wasn't going to sell it on me. He just said, come get it. So nobody came and got it. So it's actually this 3000 square foot storefront that we have. It's all sitting up there, so we're just gonna go through it. And you know, he said you can sell what you want, what you want. So it's it's exciting wow. for us. It's our own little storage wars, is what it is. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. cool. It's so popular on Netflix now. Yeah, and that's just it. That's my mother-in-law. She can't speak a lick of English, but she loves watching Storage Wars. That's her favorite. Oh, really? thing. Yeah, <laughs> she's she, gonna be your biggest helper. Storage Wars. Yes, that's there you go. Yeah, that's what it is. I think she's more excited about it than we are. She's she can't wait to get going through people's stuff and seeing what. If there's it, to her, everything's an antique. She'll pick something, oh, antique, antique, and then you flip it upside down. It says dollar am on the bottom, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> she's just a big collector. <laughs> yeah. So, tell us a little bit about like the landlord and tenant kind of situation on the island. Is it landlord friendly? Is it um... not really? Um, okay, it, it, it's very uh, and and. It's so tenant screening important. is very important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's becoming even worse now in terms of uh, our rental legislation, Tenant Act, has hasn't or sorry, it's been the same since 1984. I think it has. Oh it's boy, been. wow! So it's over. Are you born? 
Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> coming up on 40 years that it needs since it, it to be renewed. So yeah. the government just last year sent out a memo saying they're redoing the act. Um, mm-hmm. Never reached out to any landlords, anybody else. Um, and that's when this oh, this association was actually formed because they realized we need to stop this. Every Once the government advertised it and it was on, you know, CBC got a hold of it and ran with it. Um, we kind of realized that it, it's very favorable towards tenants. Yeah. Um, not so much in the fact that, you know, we eviction, stuff like that, that that's not a concern to me. You know, if, if you have a tenant that, you know, is a good tenant and paying everything like, you know, I'm oh, yeah, you want to be nice, but it's more along the lines. If you have a really, really bad tenant and say it's in an apartment building and that tenant is causing havoc and threatening other tenants or making their lives. That's miserable. the thing. Yeah. That's what tenants don't realize. Like tenants, like in Ontario, it's very tenant focused. Yep. And they don't realize they're shooting themselves in the foot because a lot of landlords are becoming slumlords now because you can't yep. increase rent, can't exactly. fix it. So they're like, well, you and can't do anything to me either. So yep. good luck. That's exactly what's happening here, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if you had a tenant that was a pain in your rear and destroying your property, the new legislation or the new tenant act that they want to put in place, you got it's a minimum of 30 days before you can get them out. And you can do a lot of damage in 30 days. Yeah, it's two years is it yeah. two years or never depending oh, on the man. case so. well we have a tenant that's uh, destroying one of our properties and we've been trying to evict them since november months. 2019 oh, yeah really? and there's yes. no and no hearing no no end in sight so yeah but we that... get paid every month so we're like i guess worst case it'll burn down and we'll just yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's the best case scenario hey eh? that's what we... Yeah, it's best case. <laughs> no, I know. It's, and that's a shame that it's that it's that bad. Yeah. Um, and it's scaring the tenants upstairs, like you were saying. It's scary. Another single mom upstairs. Yeah. Worried. I mean, people dealing drugs downstairs and stuff. It's not yeah. very nice. So exactly. See, we we have a lot of good tenants. I've only ever had to deal with one eviction. Um, and it went very pleasantly. And it was uh it was wow. just <laughs> Um, he, it was just, he was a really nice fella and it just, it, it was not his fault. He fell on hard times. He couldn't pay his rent and we tried to work some things out. And I learned a few things from this, you know, he offered to pay for the rent by doing some carpentry work for us. And I thought, thought that was great. And, you know, you know, mm-hmm. we, we let off. His rent. No, it wasn't. No. And at the end of the month, when I say like, you know, he agreed to pay us X amount of dollars. And then the end of the month, when I say, Hey, where's the half of that? Yeah. Well, not even that. He said, well, how much you pay me to do this carpentry work? And I said, well, I thought we had an agreement. And anyway, so it went on for three yeah. or four months that he went without paying rent. I knocked on the door one day and, you know, we had a conversation and he, I, he's like, yeah, I, I can be out by the end of this week. And he was gone. Right. And, you wow. know, I, I still see him around town. Summerside, like I said, is not a big spot. So I pass him driving all the time and, you know, give him a little wave, but that that's the only time. And I've been lucky where, like I said, all my other tenants are, you know. That's an amazing eviction. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah. Destroyed the place, but that was that was part of the agreement. That was the part of the we were starting the renovation on that unit anyway. It was going to be an oh, airport. Okay. So in, in terms of destroying the place, it was that was go ahead, was, demolish yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it is it's it is hard with uh the tenant laws some days. Like raising rent is a big thing with the the fact that the market has jumped up, you know. 300 percent in the last three years in terms of rent or uh, a purchase price it's hard to find a property where you can cash flow and still 
rent it at a reasonable rate. Like right now to buy a property, you'd have to rent it at two or $2,500 in order to cash flow anything if you paid the market prices. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and and it's outrageous for Prince Edward Island. Like it's it's too much money. Like, you that's know, the average family if they can take home twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars take home every month, like that's that would be. Wow. Made. I don't even know if that would be average to be honest with you. Um, they, wow. Oh my goodness, they would yeah. not survive long here. No, <laughs> well, that's just it. Um, like we had a tenant actually just moved into one of our spots that we were going to Airbnb, but we just, we didn't really like the model. It was too much work for what we were doing. Um, mm. And he's right on the water and we were a little bit higher in the rent side, like, you know, $1,400 and he pays the utilities and he thought, he thought it was great. He's from Ontario. He's like, I was in Toronto paying $4,000. Yeah, <laughs> and, and his income stayed the same. He was making the same amount of money. Right. So yeah. Internet. Oh, wow. it, it was a steal. He's right on the water, right on the boardwalk of Summerside and, Wow. It's a lifestyle. That's what's happening all over Canada as people yep. are being displaced with internet. Yeah. You have good internet, then you go where it's cheaper and it's still exactly. reasonable. So. And that's that's a big driver for the markets going up here. The price. Yeah. Of There's a lot of off island. Like, you know, I, I'm working with a client right now from BC and that's what they're doing. They, you know, they can work from anywhere now. And PEI is a lower market. You can get more bang for your buck and compared to Vancouver. Right. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yes. They're coming from a property that could that cost them two two million dollars and let's buy ten buying a mansion for six hundred thousand right like yes. six hundred thousand a million dollars and like there's some gorgeous homes that are going up for sale here on the island for a million dollars and they're you know seven thousand square feet with an acre and a half of property that's oh, oh my goodness right on the river so it's still an oasis when it comes to that yeah yes for sure <laughs> yeah so but uh, no it's it's a great spot to be in investing. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. Are you thinking about investing in real estate? Have you been wondering how to get started and what should I do? How can I finance things? Uh, what if I run out of money or I have no money right now? So these are all valid questions. And that's why I've decided to start offering one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. So if you'd like to learn how to grow your real estate portfolio or just starting out or you want to get creative or structure a deal, I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. And um, for, if you'd like to find out more, please send me an email at flhomescorp at gmail.com. So flhomescorp at gmail.com or 613-252-9829. And I'd love to chat with you and find out more about your story and see how I can help you. That's it. So I look forward to helping you grow your real estate portfolio. So what's the industry in Summerside? Like what, what's driving? Like what, where are your tenants working? It's a lot of retail. Like, okay. yeah, it's like, uh, we do have a couple of tenants that are, um, they're self-employed. Like she has an income, but she's extremely busy and, you know, still a great tenant. But a lot of the other ones, you know, cashiers, uh, stuff like that, working at Staples, line cooks. Uh, let me, I'm just thinking that factory workers too. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of factory workers in terms of like, there's ca the big employers here on the island is Irving um, between they have the cabbage farms where the potatoes come from. And yeah, then I was say it's all about potatoes. All about <laughs> potatoes and lobster. That's that's what you get on BEI. Okay. 
but uh, yeah, th those would be the big drivers for a lot of it now. Um, and then the trades, the trades have been a big thing. They're just booming here. There's a, we're in a big housing boom. Um, mm -hmm. And new construction or yeah, construction, a lot of new construction. Um, and that's been going on for probably the last three or four years. Wow. Oh, wow. It's all like, of Canada. So it's crazy. Yeah. Even in Prince Edward Island. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't think of that in PEI. <laughs> the one time we went 10 years ago, it was much more like kind of depressed and not much yeah. going on, but oh. now it's, it, it's, wow. it's blowing up. It is. There's a, you know, there's new developments right down my road, like, or sorry, right up the street from where I live. We we're in a dead end street and it's, um, there's there's a the confederation trail runs right by our house almost or a few houses up and that's kind of the cutoff point you go over across that and there's all these 700 800 homes and wow. we say we're in the poor part of the neighborhood because you know our house when we bought our house we paid eighty thousand dollars for it you wow. know we <laughs> whoa that's a major jump they're, yeah. they're not doing potatoes in the factory <laughs> no no and like mind you when we bought our house it was a dump and the gentleman who lived here, like it was the oldest house on the street and we renovated it. Right. So it's oh. probably worth closer to 400 now, but um, it's still like, we still say we're in the poor part of the neighborhood because there's all these gorgeous three quarters of a million dollar homes up the street. And then our end of the neighborhood, it's three to 400,000 is what they'd be worth down our way. Right. Oh, um, wow. Just up the street in the rich people part, they, uh, <laughs> they like, I think there's, 13 homes last time I counted and they've all been built within the last four years. Really? And that's the price of a townhouse here almost now. Yeah, 700,000, you can get a townhouse in Ottawa. And that yeah. one from 1992 probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah and, I can't remember that. Like you're buying properties at $80,000. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. It's, it's a little bit more rare. Um, the property, the project we're working on now, we paid 138. Um, for this yeah. one we bought now, but it's a split entry home and we're actually converting it to a duplex. Cool. So well, that's a wow. challenge. Yeah. Well, split entry. Yeah, it yeah. could be good, I guess. It, it's good. It, the nice thing about it is, um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, the beer. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the, uh, the house was built back in 1998. And uh, the pr the person who built it had a business run out of the basement. Oh, um, cool. The great thing is, they already had a separate entrance. There was a separate. Wow. wow, perfect. So we just had to adhere to the new building codes. Yeah. Uh, in terms of doing everything, so we're it's coming along really good. We're, I would say, we're probably seventy percent of the way done. We're we're finished up the drywall and we just got to paint, flooring, trim, and then you know we're out of there, right? Get it rented and away we go. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, but were you uh, able, able to keep the the top unit rented while you did the bottom unit? No, no. Um, we we didn't do an extensive renovation upstairs, but we still did do a little bit. Um, Cosmetic, nineteen ninety eight. I mean, I still remember yeah. nineteen ninety eight. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it. It needed some love. Um, the gentleman who lived there, like he was a heavy smoker, and there was a lot oh. of oh. yeah. So we, you know, we had to paint everything and. Re we redid the floors, um, repainted the kitchen cabinets because the kitchen cabinets were surprisingly really nice, um, really? Which, which got me, which is this fella, like he didn't keep a tidy house by any means. Like it, this was one of those properties that I like to find where it was, it needed some love. Yeah. Um, well, that's so it, where the money is. It is. Yeah. And because I had these guys that were willing to go in and do the work for me, it's just been that much better. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, you show up and oh, you paint this, this, and this. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up one day and we'll uh, 
we'll just i'll laugh we'll drink coffee and then we'll be like anyways guys i'm leaving see ya or i'll just i'll watch some work for an hour and then i'll walk out the door afterwards right good job <laughs> good job keep going good team <laughs> spirit yeah a little bit of <laughs> send me your bill <laughs> yeah. no that's been great like we uh I know the big thing is now I've been trying to get a little bit more on Instagram and a little bit more active on that. And now the big thing for us is TikTok. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Oh, I love your Instagram though. Thank you. Thank you. And, but the TikTok, we've been having a blast with that. I, I've been kind of slacking off on it, but um, the fellow working for me, he actually went viral on TikTok a few weeks ago. So now like that's a bit, he'll go into work on a Saturday just to shoot more of these TikTok videos. <laughs> right? Like he had a video he had, I think he had 600,000 likes on this video. It, it was oh, my goodness. goodness. Yeah. What did, he, what did he do on his video? Well, he, he's a really good carpenter, right? So he just did uh, – he took a hand, He took his hand, put five nails, and then took his hammer, and every single nail he drove it between his fingers, eh? Without hitting, Without hitting his fingers. And uh, – oh. It was it was cool. We we weren't in the house when it happened. He said, "Go outside. I need to be totally cool." So I was outside, cringing like this, waiting for something to happen. <laughs> Anyways, and then he did it. And he put it on just on TikTok, which was just outrageous, and it blew up. Like I think he's at six hundred thousand or six million views now. That's what, amazing. Oh my goodness, we need yeah. to go on TikTok. You probably would hit all of your that. fingers like twenty times. Yeah, all five. <laughs> <laughs> Even just like real estate related stuff. Like you guys have a lot of good content that you're posting on Instagram and TikTok is a really great way to find it to yeah. get those subscribers and people following. Yeah, I've I've found like I've I'm not posting as much as I should be, but there's a lot of people that post or that post uh, real estate related stuff, and you know they're huge. You know, couple million followers and. You know, the same thing that you and I do every day and thinking real estate, doing real estate and everything else, right? And TikTok. We're just too old, I guess. Yes. <laughs> our our daughter likes to tease us because the other day I was like, Are you on that talk talk again? Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you turn 40, uh, you're not yeah, cool anymore. Sorry. But... Cool, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time with it. Like I I graduated high school in 2010 and oh my goodness, you're a baby. I, I was, it was right around that time where, you know, social media was really becoming a thing with Facebook and Instagram and all that, yeah. where I thought I was too. Sorry. Oh, I couldn't hear what sorry. you said. Sorry. There you go. She couldn't hear what you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I like it was I almost thought I was too cool to hop on with all the bandwagons of people getting on Instagram. So I never learned how to use it. So now I find myself asking this 19 year old working with, how do I do this? How do I do that? The stories <laughs> and the reels. And yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Like what I asked me the other day, like, what is this reels on Instagram? I don't understand. What, what is it? Yeah, our daughter does our reels. Cause uh, yeah. I, yeah, I tried and like, I, I give up. Just do something. <laughs> just, just have some kids, Jonathan. It'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what by the time we have the kids and who knows what the next battle will be in 15, 20 years time, right? Yeah, exactly. It'll be something else because schooling too, like we're uh, watching our kids and they don't write anything by hand anymore. Everything is typed or even not yeah. even typed. They just say it and it's typed and then they correct it. Well, so first I of all, learn grammar. There's autocorrect. I'm like, right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes the dogs. Um, the curse of writing is something that's not even used anymore, right? It just nope. it throws me away. I don't, I don't even remember how to do it personally, but it's uh, not something. I think that the kids these days just think it's a font. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice font. Look at this; it's fun. Yeah. Besides my signature that I sign on documents, that's about the extent of my curse of writing nowadays. I wow. know it's terrible. Okay, <laughs> I'm feeling ancient now. I remember the 
pre-internet life. So oh, anyway. <laughs> so Jonathan, you've uh, you've got quite a few properties under your belt. Now you're yeah. doing storage units. What's next for you? Um, honestly, I kind of like the idea of development. Um, like new in, new builds in Borden. Yeah, it's in <laughs> well, it's funny that Borden just announced two weeks ago um, they want to bring development to the area, so they're actually offering sure. give you like breaks on taxes and properties and all that stuff. Like, I, I don't exactly remember all of the what they said, but I know like they're even willing to help you almost give away land if there'll be a developer that'll come do it, right? Cool. Wow. Because it's a big expense. I mean, you got to run all the water and stuff. And... Yep. Well, like I know there, there's been three new subdivisions put in Summerside within the last 10 years. And they're wow. almost full. And there's a new one that's opening up here in June. And I was talking to this, the developer not too long ago because I actually taught, thought about buying a few lots. Um, and he called me a, two weeks ago and said, uh, if, if there's somebody that's willing to buy two lots, he'll offer them at a discount. And then, oh, wow. yeah, not a big deal. It was like two thousand dollars or something. That's like that. still a discount. <laughs> Here, like, if you're buying two, we'll charge you more. Don't worry, <laughs> we'll increase your price. <laughs> I, I guess I forget how lucky we have it sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. Like for us, it's it's outrageous, right? You know, it's like two thousand dollars off. I'm giving you one hundred twenty thousand dollars for these two lots, right? But there's <laughs> lots, and uh, you know, a duplex right now, like they're building and developing duplexes where, you know they're putting a brick wall in the middle. So they're actually two single family dwelling units. Just, it's, you know, a semi detached or I forget the proper term for it, but um, yeah. they yeah, like a semi detached, but it's a duplex. Yeah. So one deed and you could split it at some point, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Or you, or you can just sell both separately. Right. And do it that way. Mm. Um, oh, okay. So it's really semi detached. Cool. Yeah. Semi detached. Yes. Thank you. Semi detached. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, they're, uh, they're selling right now, like in Summerside, they're selling for $300,000 per side. Oh, um, wow. Getting like a two, two bedroom, two bath, really nice vaulted ceilings. It's a nice spot. Um, and so that's kind of gotten my, got me thinking about that, but it is, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of overhead. And yeah. I, I like the renovations. Um, that, that gentleman that I was talking about, that's uh, helping me, that's doing the carpentry work. He and I have actually, started a small property management business. So we may start focusing a little bit more on that because it is getting harder to find properties that you can cash flow on. So we're trying to look at other streams of revenue. Yeah, mm -hmm, absolutely. And like build your own, which is, we know a few couples and a few people that do build their own. And yeah. then you control the costs quite a bit. I mean, the first one's probably going to be expensive. Yeah. Then you're going to learn, okay, this plan works best and look at efficiencies. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. And that's, that was something we've talked about, right? The, um, and and this fella, he he's th talked to me a few times, and because of this property management that we're doing, we also offer you know renovations, windows, doors. Um, and I was like, well, why don't we just go into house building? Let's build a couple duplexes. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, let, let's, yeah, sell a couple. Like I, I said, you know, we buy two lots, and uh, you know, we buy two lots, build one duplex, keep the second one, right? And that way we go. Use yeah. use use the prop from the first one and save the second one, but. You know, it, it is a lot of work and there's a lot of overhead and added cost and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But I think the main thing for us now is the storage unit is something we really want to kind of build on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like the, my, I told my wife, my three things I want to focus on this year is my real estate sales and building my brand as a realtor. For uh, sure. And then the storage unit, I want to get that full and optimized and running to its full potential. And then, you know, if we can add 
another 30 or 40 units over the next two or three years. That would just be huge. Um, and then this property management business that uh, my friend and I have started together. Um, like right now, we look after, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six properties. Um, but two of them are room rental. So they're a little bit of a headache, but we're getting them under yeah. control. <laughs> and like we're we're getting the hang of it is what it is. Like the tenant yeah. kind of learning. And so it is getting easier. Yeah, oh, so. that's awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been a realtor? Um, uh, June, January 5th. Look at that memory. But he said it before we were on the live. Oh, okay. I wanted I him to say it on the live. On the live. <laughs> that was the case we were talking before the live. Jan yes. Yes, January, 5th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. January 5th. It's something I thought about doing for years. Um, you know, I just kind of hemmed and hot around it. And then the realtor who actually helped me buy a couple of our properties, um, he became a good friend of mine, actually. Um, Island Flips, if you want to check him out on Instagram. Yes, yes. I follow them. They're yeah. awesome. They're awesome. James, no, so. James and Martin are their name, and they're they're awesome. And uh, anyways, James actually kind of gave me the push. He's like, you know what, man? Why don't you just go do it yourself? Like, I'm already – I had the passion and the drive for real estate. So now I figured, well, I like people. I like talking a lot. So let's see see if we make a living out of it, right? So Yeah. yeah so oh, he, cool. he gave me that little push, and so I got my license. I was going to get it before last summer, before the market really blew up, but COVID kind of threw a damper on all the courses and everything. So it kind of messed that up. So it did, it did it put it off a bit, but. Oh, that's so cool. And yeah. so what have you been doing as a realtor since uh, January 5th? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I try to get down to the office. The nice thing about, I like about being a realtor, it is kind of, what you get out of it is what you put into it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I find I have a little office here at home, but I get sidetracked with the dogs or, you know, my wife or whatever else, you know, taking the dogs out or gets trapped on Facebook. So I try to make an effort at least twice a week to go to the office. Um, and, yeah. And I'm focused. Exactly. When then um, once I'm done this renovation, then the project that we're working on uh, with this duplex, I plan on going down probably four or five days a week. Cause I find I get so much more done. Mm. Uh, and so what I've actually been doing is I not so much cold calling, but I'll sit on there and I'll go back the last three or four years to expired listings. And yeah. I just looking at the expired listings and then see what I can. Find. Oh. Yeah. And cold, cold call people, some people, you know, they don't want to be contacted. So you got to be careful that you're not stepping on another realtor's toes yeah. or that the house maybe didn't sell privately after the fact, like there's a lot of back and forth and checking things out. But, um, it's it's worked so far. Not that I've gotten any listings, but I've I've generated a couple of leads, which has been nice. Oh, that's mm. cool. Maybe you'll find your next deal that way as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've showed my wife as like as I'm going through it, I was like, look at this house, look at this one. And it's still the same owners, and they tried selling three years ago. They still own it. Maybe they'd be interested in selling, right? So that, right. that's kind of what we I've you know, it might find another deal that way. And someone just wants to get out of the house. But the big thing people are finding now is like they can sell their house for more than what they paid for, but where are they gonna go? You know, that's the problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're gonna sell it, but then you're homeless. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to sell out of the market. <laughs> or you got to spend all that profit you made from your house. Go buy, and you got to spend that profit on the next house you buy, right? And it's yeah, yeah, it, it's hard. So for some people, they're just staying put, and some people are jumping on the fact that they can make an extra hundred thousand dollars over what they paid. Exactly. Yeah. They might as well take advantage of the market. You don't know what it'll be like next year. Exactly. And that's just it, right? You never know. It could take a total dive or it might just stay, stay, may stay banging, right? You don't know. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So thank you so much. It's been amazing chatting with you. 
Yeah. So if one somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they uh, reach out? Uh, Instagram would be the best. It would be the best way. Johnny invest on Instagram. Um, I like I said, I'm I'm trying to do my TikTok a little bit more. I you get sidetracked on the run of a trying to remember to take a video and do something <laughs> some time. Instagram is honestly the best way. Um, oh, cool. But you know, you can look me up, uh, John Matheson at Royal LePage, and I'll pop up on there. Um, if you're looking to buy a house on PEI anyway, or you want a vacation home. You know, it's a great spot to buy Airbnbs. Like we have a million tourists uh, summer, I do believe it is. So it's an wow. awesome, it's an awesome tourist location. That is amazing. That's almost ten times your population. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's our storage unit is right on the main highways. You come off the bridge. So I told Liz, like, there's a million people a, day, a year going by there. I said, I'm just going to put a big sign with my face on it, saying "Realtor, you want to? <laughs> why leave when you stay here with my name? Call me, right?" <laughs> oh, awesome! What a great idea. Yeah. But anyways, no, it's it's Instagram be the best way to find me, folks. So Johnny invests on Instagram. Are yes. we on TikTok? No, we're not. But okay. we're going to be on TikTok. At TikTok. So, your stories and stuff that you put out on TikTok, it would be great. Um, it, it's just like those quick 15 second videos and you can reach so many people. One day you may, may reach 100 people. The next day there might be a million people who see it, right? You never know. Uh, so I remember when it was musically, so our daughter was on it, and then I'm like, well, I don't have time for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you see other people dancing. Do you see yeah. me dancing? Like, no. <laughs> not gonna happen. He has no coordination. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, it's been a blast, folks. Thank you very much. I really yeah, appreciate you. it. I hope we do this again someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll need an Jim, update. Jim. Uh, we'll need yes. an update on your storage <laughs> units. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. You. Thank Have you. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wine and Real Estate with us. So don't forget, you can follow us on social media, Instagram. Our handle is FL underscore homes underscore corp. You can also find us on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And um, you can also find us on YouTube on our channel. So you can see video recordings of these podcasts and more. And so until the next time, cheers. <laughs>